0: Welcome to the Conservative Hour. An hour of political commentary of an anti-conservative movement nature. It's a call-in show, so you can call in to the phone number four zero two four seven four five zero eight six, and I am Brian Mary, host of this show since August. 2005. And the topic for this August 23rd, 2022 is the ongoing struggle to legalize marijuana in Nebraska. Decided I should have a different topic this week. Since the last few weeks have either been talking about, oh, like last week, what secrets could the Donald have traded or sold and the lies being told to smear the FBI. And then the week before that, the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. So this changing topics from that to something going on in Nebraska and something of a different nature. Nebraska activists unveiled plan to put medical marijuana on the ballot after losing key funders. Oh. I, I may have mixed up what I had here. First article I intended to get to is uh, Nebraska Medical Marijuana Initiatives Will Not Appear on November Ballot, state announces. bit of disappointing news there. This is from one day ago, August 22nd, 2022, by Kyle Jager of uh, MarijuanaMoment.net. <coughs> A pair of medical marijuana legalization initiatives will not appear on Nebraska's ballot in November, the state announced on Monday, but while advocates are disappointed, they're already turning their attention to 2024 for another push. While activists with Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana, NMM, had held out hope, that they turned in enough raw signatures to qualify, the verification process showed that they came up short by about 10,000 signatures for each measure. In order to qualify, the campaign needed to submit at least 86,776 valid signatures statewide per measure, including at least 5% of registered voters in 38 of the state's 93 counties. They ended up with uh, 77,843 signatures for one measure and 77,119 for the other, while also failing to meet the county-level signature threshold for both. (coughs) Quote, Certified letters have been mailed to the sponsors notifying them of the results of the signature review. Secretary of State Bob Evnen, Republican, said in a press release. The announcement is a major setback for activists in a campaign that had already been marred with complications. Quote, To say I'm devastated would be an understatement. Krista Eggers, chief petitioner of NMM, (coughs) and the mother of a boy who suffers up to 100 epileptic seizures a day, said in an email to supporters on monday quote suffering nebraskans should never be faced with having to move themselves or their families out of the state they call home just to access health care however eggers emphasized that the fight isn't over and they will be waiting for the detailed results from the state to help inform another Reform Campaign in 2024, which will likely see stronger turnout since it will be a presidential election year. Activists, quote, will analyze the data and then we will immediately get to work on qualifying for the 2024 ballot, she said in the message, which asked supporters to donate to help continue the fight. Quote, If you are with me and with my amazing fighter of a son, Colton, I'm asking you to dig deep, to not get discouraged, and to commit to turning the progress of the last two years into meaningful, successful programs for the thousands of suffering Nebraskans. We trust the election and signature verification process and accept the results, Senator Adam Moorfield, Democrat, who helped to lead the petitioning effort, told Marijuana Moment. (coughs) Hopes had been raised when a lower court ruled in favor of a challenge from the campaign temporarily enjoining the state against enforcing the geographic based ballot requirement, but the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit overturned that ruling last month. Attorneys General from 15 conservative states separately filed a brief in favor of maintaining the county-based signature rule. Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana had already lost critical campaign funding earlier this year, leading to its eventual reliance on volunteer signature-gathering efforts campaign, which was also co-chaired by Senator Anna Wiesert, Democrat, along with Moorfield, announced in May that it was restructuring its plan to put medical marijuana legislation on the ballot after losing that funding. It aimed to raise $1 million so, so that it could hire paid signature canvassers but after the death of one key donor and terminal diagnosis of another, the campaign is left with just about $30,000 on hand. <clears throat> and, uh, let see, supporters held a press conference that month to detail their new plan to qualify a pair of cannabis initiatives for the November ballot, One initiative would have required lawmakers to codify protections for doctors who recommend cannabis and patients who purchase and possess it. The other would have mandated legislative action to safeguard marijuana businesses that supply the product. The reason that the measures were narrowly tailored and bifurcated was because activists wanted to avoid the type of legal challenge that led the state Supreme Court to invalidate a prior medical cannabis legalization measure that they successfully collected more than enough signatures for to qualify for the 2020 ballot (coughs) the court ruled that year that the initiative violated the single subject rule for ballot measures because it took a comprehensive approach to setting regulations for the program lawmakers attempted to advance medical cannabis reform legislatively last year But while the unicameral legislature debated a bill to legalize medical marijuana in May, it failed to advance past a filibuster because the body didn't have enough votes to overcome it. Meanwhile, the campaign also faced resistance from Governor Pete Ricketts, Republican, a staunch opponent of legalization. Late last year, he partnered with the Prohibitionist Group, S.A.M., Nebraska on an ad urging residents to oppose cannabis reform in the state. For his part, Nebraska's Attorney General argued in an opinion in 2019 that efforts to legalize medical marijuana legislatively in the state would be preempted by federal law and, quote, would be therefore unconstitutional, <clears throat> end quote. And that article continues on with the state of play for other drug policy reform ballot measures in 2022. And it is unfortunate that uh, Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana, which had aimed to raise $1 million so that it could hire paid signature canvassers, but then the death of one key donor and terminal diagnosis of another uh, left them with just uh, $30,000 on hand. And so they came up a little over 10,000 signatures short on uh, each measure, approximately. Advocates might push for recreational cannabis after medical marijuana drive fails. Spy Paul Hamill of NebraskaExaminer.com <clears throat> Petition drive backers point to lack of paid circulators as a reason. And this is from August twenty second, 2022. Lincoln. The next petition drive to legalize medical marijuana may include per permitting recreational use, an official with Nebraskans for medical marijuana said Monday. Krista Eggers, who coordinated the medical marijuana initiative that fell short Monday of qualifying for the November ballot, said there definitely will be discussions about seeking legalization of both medical and recreational cannabis. While medical marijuana has always been her group's focus, adding recreational marijuana for adult use would attract bigger donations, which are needed to succeed in getting a medical marijuana issue on the ballot, she said. The lack of funds to hire paid professional petition circulators was blamed in part for the failure of this year's petition drive by Nebraskans for medical marijuana. Quote, there is nothing off the table about how we get this done, said Eggers, whose son suffers from up to 100 epileptic seizures a day. Quote, I'm a parent and I will do whatever it takes and go to the ends of the earth to help my child. End quote. She said she's willing to endure the criticism of anti-marijuana groups who have claimed that the push for medical marijuana is a forerunner for seeking all-out legalization. On Monday, one of those groups, Smart Approaches to Marijuana, pointed out that a new National Institutes of Health report concluded marijuana use has had reached the highest levels ever, with daily use by young adults doubling in the past decade. <coughs> well, must be very popular. This was the second time in two years that an initiative to legalize medical marijuana has failed to qualify for Nebraska's general election ballot. The Nebraska Secretary of State's office said Monday the two petitions submitted by Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana failed to collect the necessary valid signatures of 86,776 voters and fell short of another requirement, gathering at least 5% of registered voters in 38 of the state's 93 counties for its two petitions. And uh, skipping a bit, uh, she's... uh, She said the pro-medical, this is Chris Eggers, she said the pro-medical marijuana forces will launch a new petition drive as soon as possible. Quote, we're going to regroup, we're going to hurt, and we're going to cry, and we're going to be angry, but then we're going to take the anger we feel today and turn it into action, Eggers said. There's no giving up, she added. And then... uh, See, a bit more technical stuff here. Both petitions fell short. Uh, unlike two other initiative petition drives this year, which turned in more than 160,000 signatures each, each and used paid professional petitions, circulators, Nebraskans for medical marijuana, utilized primarily volunteers. The... <coughs> a leading anti-marijuana group I'll say more about them later said Nebraskans quote were not duped by the marijuana industry's Trojan horse attempt to commercialize drug use under the guise of quote subquote medicine and subquote said a statement from Smart Approaches to Marijuana and I'll have uh, more about them later Uh, says uh, as of February 37 states, three territories, and the District of Columbia have legalized the use of cannabis as medicine, according to the National Conference of State Legislatures. That includes the neighboring states of Colorado, South Dakota, and Missouri, Iowa, Wyoming, have legalized low-dose cannabis and CBD medical products. Marijuana for recreational use is allowed in 19 states, two territories, and the District of Columbia. Plenty of signatures in 2020... The petition drive failure was a bitter defeat for the medical marijuana group, which had gathered more than enough signatures two years ago to qualify a single single initiative for voters, but was knocked off the ballot by the Nebraska Supreme Court, which ruled that the ballot language violated the state's single-subject rule. (coughs) Eggers said that now about a half million Nebraskans have signed petitions to allow a vote on medical marijuana. Quote, I hope the elected officials are paying attention, she said. They have the power to do something. Akers said she hopes that the legislature will hold a special session this fall to pass a medical marijuana law. That would seem to be a long shot. State lawmakers have failed to advance any proposals to legalize medical cannabis, and Governor Pete Ricketts, who leaves office in January due to term limits, is a staunch opponent of legalization. Baker said that despite falling short in 2022, she was very proud of the effort, which resulted in more than 90,000 signatures collected. And if you want to read that article in full, can be found under the headline, Advocates Might Push for Recreational Cannabis After Medical Marijuana Drive Fails. And once again, I am Brian Mary, hosting this show called The Servative Hour. Why servitive? Because it's the opposite of conservative. And this show is telling you the opposite of what you might hear on conservative movement media. Phone number is 402 474 5086. I'm going to play a short song called Marijuana by the Fugs. And uh, after that song's over, Oh, it'd be just great if you would call in and participate in this talk radio show and give your opinions on the ongoing struggle to legalize marijuana in Nebraska. And also from NebraskaExaminer.com by Paul Hamill from today, August 23rd, 2022. Senator pledges to introduce bill to legalize medical marijuana. Lincoln State Senator Jen Day pledged Tuesday to introduce a bill in the 2023 legislative session to legalize medical marijuana. <coughs> the pledge by Day comes one day after a petition drive to allow Nebraska voters to decide whether to legalize marijuana as medicine, fell short of qualifying for the November ballot. The senator said the failure will leave many families without an effective way to treat chronic pain and epileptic seizures. Quote, We will exhaust every measure possible to get Nebraskans the medical freedom they deserve and want, said Day, who represents a district in Gretna and suburban Sarby County. The Secretary of State's office announced Monday that the two medical marijuana ballot initiatives had failed to collect the required signatures and failed to meet a standard of at least 5% of registered voters in 38 of the state's 93 counties. Past efforts in the Nebraska legislature to legalize medical marijuana have failed, which has convinced advocates to seek another route via the initiative petition process. Advocates have said they will launch another petition drive after validating the failure of this year's effort. The 2023 legislation, legislative session begins January 4th. There's another article here. Nebraska activists weigh recreational marijuana legalization for 2024 ballot after medical cannabis campaign setback. And I think I'll save this because I want to get to some of the drug warriors and the uh, BS that they say and have even heard on the local uh, call-in conservative movement media radio stations uh, giving their uh, BS to the public. First, also, for MarijuanaMoment.net, Marijuana Prohibitionists Prohibitionists ask courts to block Arkansas and Missouri voters from deciding on legalization. This is by Kyle Jager from august twenty second, twenty twenty two. Prohibitionists are again aiming to leverage the court system to stop voters from having the chance to enact marijuana legalization at the ballot with new legal challenges threatening reform initiatives in Arkansas and Missouri. Most recently, a lawsuit filed in Missouri on Friday argues that the language of a legalization measure that was certified by the Secretary of State's office this month violates the state constitution. The challenge, backed by the Colorado-based Protect Our Kids PAC, And I will just leave off on that pack. I will get to more about these uh, (coughs) anti-drug coalitions in a moment. But also, in Arkansas, separately in Arkansas, state officials recently confirmed that activists had turned in enough signatures to make the ballot, but an elections board took issue with the language of the ballot, title and summary, and members declined to certify it. That led the campaign to file a lawsuit in the state Supreme Court to decide the measure's fate. The court gave activists a procedural victory by mandating that the state certify the initiative and place it on the ballot. But the case is ongoing and the votes could still be invalidated if the judge ultimately agrees that the language is misleading. Sure, this article has a lot in it, but I want to move on to some other articles here. Kevin Sabat Now he mentioned smart alternatives to marijuana This is talking about the founder of the group Co-founder with crazy anti-marijuana person Patrick Kennedy, former congressman from uh, Rhode Island Kevin Sabat, that's S A B E T, Kevin Sabat continues delivering fake news on pot legalization. And this is from hightimes.com by Russ Belleville, July 31st, 2017. But there's just one thing I want to read on this. It starts off uh, The Joker to My Batman, Kevin Sabat is at it again. This time he's posted an op ed at CNBC entitled quote, legal weed isn't living up to all its promises. We need to shut it down, <clears throat> End quote. It is truly a masterful amalgam of reefer madness, junk science, and unfounded scares packed with more bull crap per, I changed the word on that, bull crap per square inch than a Fort Worth stockyard. And it has different sections here. Fake news on marijuana legalization's costs and fake news on marijuana legalization's revenues fake news on marijuana legalization's effects the section i wanted to read was the fake news on kevin's kinder gentler drug war with what the smart alternatives to marijuana is proposing After alleging all these harms from marijuana legalization, the joker makes his kinder, gentler drug war pitch. Quote, One thing we know for sure is that incarcerating low-level nonviolent offenders in federal prisons is not the answer, Kevin admits. Quote, Individual users need incentives to encourage them to make healthy decisions, not handcuffs. End quote. Incentives? One look at Kevin Sabat's Project Samuel website tells you what, quote, incentives, unquote, he proposes for people who are caught under the marijuana prohibition he's fighting to maintain. Quote, possession or use of a small amount of marijuana should be a civil offense subject to a mandatory health screening and marijuana education program as appropriate. <clears throat> Referrals to treatment and or social support services should be made if needed. The individual could even be monitored for 6 to 12 months in a probation program designed to prevent further drug use. Civil offense equals decriminalized, a.k.a. the smell of it is still a reason for cops to search you, and evidence of it is worthy of a fine, which could lead to jail if you don't pay. Mandatory health screening equals a forced medical evaluation you must pay for where your marijuana use will become part of your permanent medical record. And mandatory marijuana education program equals a forced stint in a marijuana propaganda class that you must pay for. Oh, marijuana propaganda classes, because they would go on. And uh, quote, as appropriate, means everybody who is caught with marijuana. You don't really think a SABAT-approved pot screening board is going to say your use is perfectly normal and doesn't require rehab, do you? And referrals to treatment equals a forced stint in a drug rehab where you're paying to take up a space better suited for someone struggling with heroin, cocaine, meth, or alcohol. And a probation program equals 6 to 12 months of... uh, Urine tests you must pay for, probably some classes you have to pay for as well, and if you fail them, you're sent to jail. But what if you want to grow that cannabis plant for yourself? You know, you want to make sure you're not contributing to a criminal underground trafficking market or somehow funding violent transactional gangs, transnational gangs? Kevin's group, quote, recommends that production, distribution, dealing, and sale remain misdemeanors or felonies. End quote, It's almost as if Project Samuel is staffed by rehab clinic owners and informed by drug test profiteers seeking to protect their cash cow of drug court sentenced clients. Huh? And I just wanted to read that one section. Uh, has other sections here, fake news about marijuana dependence. But uh, if you want to read that in full article can be found under the headline kevin sabat continues delivering fake news on pot legalization and it's now eleven thirty-two p.m central daylight time and this is kzum lincoln and kzum hd 89.3 fm kzum.org online Extremely misunderstood, quote, extremely must, uh, misunderstood, unquote, pot prohibitionist likens cannabis consumers to drunk drivers. It's by Jacob Solom from uh, October 6, 2014, from Reason.com. <clears throat> Last week, anti pot activist Kevin Sabat, in the midst of a seven city, quote, marijuana education, unquote, tour of Oregon, complained that he is, quote, extremely misunderstood. In an interview with the Oregonian, Sabat, a former drug policy advisor in the Obama administration, emphasized that he is not one of those crazy prohibitionists who say marijuana is an inevitably addictive devil's weed that leads to heroin, Instead, he is one of those slippery pot prohibitionists who liken cannabis consumption to drunk driving. Quote from Kevin Sabat I am not here on a reefer madness tour. I am here to talk about the truth. Mm hmm. Which is, most people who try marijuana will not become addicted, just like most drunk drivers won't get into a fatal car crash, and most people who don't wear helmets won't get into a bicycle crash, If Sabat really wanted to put the addictive potential of marijuana into perspective, he would compare the percentage of pot smokers who become heavy users to the percentage of drinkers who become alcoholics. But since the latter percentage is higher, such a comparison would have raised uncomfortable questions about why booze is legal, but pot is not. Likewise, if Sabat wanted to talk about the danger of stoned driving in an honest way, he would have compared it to the danger of drunk driving. But since alcohol impairs driving ability more dramatically than marijuana does... That comparison also would have cast doubt on the fairness and rationality of the policy Sabat favors. So instead, Sabat compared cannabis consumption to drunk driving, thereby insinuating that all marijuana use, no matter the dose or context, puts other people at risk. A little more subtly, Sabat worries that, quote, there has been a lot of misinformation about marijuana, mainly because people tend to focus on their own experiences or the experiences of others they know, uh, Yeah, who are you going to believe, Kevin Sabat or your lying eyes? Sabat says the truth about marijuana can be found not in the actual experiences of typical consumers, but in the opinions of, quote, the American Medical Association or the American Society of Addiction Medicine or the National Alliance on Mental Illness, unquote. Yet all these groups specialize in detecting, describing, and dealing with marijuana abuse, like Cops and prosecutors, physicians, psychiatrists, social workers, and addiction treatment specialists do not see a representative sample of cannabis consumers in the course of their work. They see a sample that is strongly skewed towards excessive use and antisocial behavior, which may help explain why Salat so casually compares pot smoking to driving while intoxicated. Sabat's tour, which concluded less than two weeks before Oregon voters will start receiving ballots that include Measure 91, a marijuana legalization initiative, originally was supposed to include 13 stops. It was scaled back after critics complained that money from federal anti-drug grants was being improperly used for what looked like part of the No on 91 campaign. Sabat insisted, quote, these are educational events, not political events, End quote. The Oregon Health Authority's Addiction and Mental Health Division disagreed, deciding not to participate in the events to avoid running afoul of a state law barring public servants from politicking on the taxpayer's dime. That article can be found on Reason.com under the headline, quote extremely misunderstood unquote pot prohibitionist likens cannabis consumers to drunk drivers and the Guardian has to say something about a book he put out Popular book on marijuana's apparent dangers is Pure Alarmism, Experts Say, Doctors and Scientists. Oh, this is a different person. Oh, here, I th- I'm going to I'm, I'm go back to, uh, which is this? Yes, Kevin Sabat. We'll finish him up before I get to Alex Berenson, who was a uh, psychologist, I believe, and uh, treated troubled youth. And, uh, oh, saw that some of them had uh, smoked marijuana, so that must be the cause. And he has this way of, um, well, he says that, you know, the uh, way he knows that marijuana makes you psychotic, that's his claim, is that uh, if you can follow this logic, anything that alters your perception of reality... Well, uh, having an altered perception of reality is the definition of psychosis, which it actually isn't. And since marijuana alters your perception of reality, puts you in a different mood, therefore it makes you psychotic. Uh, No, that's not a definition of psychosis at all. <clears throat> but we'll get to Alec Sparrison in a moment. He was going around making the anti-marijuana tours, being one of the conservative movement's so-called experts on that. Wasn't making enough money on that, so then he switched to being an anti-vaccination uh, <clears throat> expert, which is what he's currently showing himself as. Anyway, Chronicle book. This is back to Kevin Sabat from Small, Smart Alternatives Marijuana and their small smart alternative is that uh, yeah you you go to treatment you go to rehab you get uh you're intested and you're on probation for possession uh, until you yeah anyway and you got to pay for it all all right chronicle book review reefer quote reefer sanity chronicle book review uh, Ke- reefer sanity seven great myths about marijuana by kevin sabat kevin sabat or Kevin Sabat, Ph.D., as he likes to be known, is becoming the go-to guy for arguments against marijuana legalization. A former senior advisor in the drug czar's office, he, along with former congressman and recovered pain pill popper Patrick Kennedy, are the men behind Project SAM, Smart, Smart Approaches to Marijuana, an organization created to stem the tide towards marijuana legalization. His op-ed pieces now pop up with some regularity, and earlier this month he appeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee as the lone witness to raise the alarm about looming legalization in Colorado, Washington, and beyond. He was undoubtedly invited to testify at the behest of Chuck Grassley, the octogenarian Iowa Republican, who appears to be the only reefer-madness-style politician left on the committee. Now Sabat has organized and expended his arguments in book form, and people interested in changing the marijuana laws will be seriously remiss if they fail to read, understand, and address them. Not because they are necessarily correct, but because Sabat is this generation's gentler, kinder voice uh, voice of marijuana prohibition. <coughs> the arguments Sabat makes in Reefer Sanity are sure to be used as ammunition by the foes of reform count on them being echoed across the land as the debate spreads from state to state. The important thing to know about Sabat is that he generally approaches marijuana policy from a public health perspective. For him, policy is about preventing marijuana use in the first place and then reducing the harms of its use. Then, when prevention fails, yes, he still wants to arrest you, but only for the kinder, gentler reason of getting you into forced drug treatment. But his focus on harms exposes a curious lacuna in his thinking. He never addresses the benefits of smoking marijuana or drinking booze or whatever other drug in question, an argument that says only that X number of teen potheads will go schizophrenic or that X number of marijuana users will get in car wrecks or that marijuana users will cost X dollars in increased health care costs, but that fails to note that 1,000 times hot smokers will endure sweet moments of bliss, hilarity, and camaraderie is an argument with half the equation missing. Yes, we have a certain number of alcoholics. We also have tens of millions of people who derive pleasure from sipping a fine California Cabernet Sauvignon with dinner or enjoying a cold, cold beer during a hot summer ball game. And even someone begging his day, beginning his day with a cup of coffee and a cigarette, addictive substances both, derives some small pleasures from doing so. It's hard to put a dollar figure on such positives and even harder when you don't even consider them. <clears throat> Before getting into specifics, my other major problem with Sabat's approach is his willingness to use the coercive power of the state to make us conform to his vision of public health. As Ethan Nadelman is fond of putting it, quote, "Absent harmed others, the state should just butt out sabat doesn't want people thrown in prison or jail for marijuana he wants them thrown in coerced treatment he doesn't want people to suffer the lifelong consequences of a marijuana arrest he just wants to arrest them to quote help unquote them (coughs) sabat would like to see marijuana possession arrest records disappear so as to not hurt one's future chances but he still wants to arrest you for your own good this is the danger of the nice, sound label, quote, public health approach. Get stuck on what is really a criminal justice approach with what is arguably a public health component tacked on. We trade cops, arrests, and imprisonment for cops, arrests, and treatment. But we still have the cops and we still have the arrests. And with the treatment component, we get extended surveillance and controlled by the state. There is really hum- there is a really human. Liberty interest here, of which those like Sabat, who can only conceive of drug use in terms of human slavery, are almost totally blind. <coughs> Sabat constructs, constructs his book around quote, Seven Great Myths About Marijuana. Here they are, with my briefest of responses. And, uh, okay. Myth one Marijuana is harmless and non addictive. I don't know too many serious reformers who would make this argument, but they would say that its harms in most cases are minimal, and that it's addictive in the same sense that a substance like coffee is addictive, and the dreaded withdrawal syndrome is about as horrendous as going off coffee. Not to mention, there are many people, Sabat would qualify as marijuana addicts, who nonetheless manage to lead happy, productive, creative lives. And, uh, let's see, if I should go through all of these, I think I'll skip on to other articles since we're running short on time, get on to Alex Berenson, since he's someone who's come along just in recent years. <coughs> Popular book on marijuana's apparent dangers is pure alarmism experts say. This is from theguardian.com doctors and scientists criticized quote flawed pop science unquote of tell your children author alex barrisons stands by his claims (coughs) this is by jamilis larty in new orleans from uh february 17th 2019 A group of scholars and medical professionals have criticized a controversial new book about the purported dangers of marijuana, calling it an example of, quote, alarmism, designed to stir up public fear, based on a deeply inaccurate misreading of science. Tell Your Children by Alex Bereson was released last month. It has reignited debate about the drug in a social and political climate rapidly trending towards the legalization of recreational use. Barrison's argues that proponents of marijuana use have ignored the evidence that the drug's active component THC may precipitate the onset of schizophrenia and provoke acts of violence in individuals who experience a psychotic break. On Friday, 75 scholars and clinicians signed an open letter joining a chorus of disagreement with Berenson by arguing that, quote, Establishing marijuana as a casual link to violence at the individual level is both theoretically and empirically problematic, end quote. The signatories include academics from New York University, Harvard Medical School, and Columbia University, and care providers, including addiction, medicine doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, and social workers, quote, We urge policymakers and the public to rely on scientific evidence, they wrote, not flawed pop science and ideological polemics in formulating their opinions about marijuana legalization, end quote. In a statement to the Guardian, Berenson dismissed the letter arguing that it, quote, attracted only a handful of signatures from M.D.s and almost no psychiatrists who are on the front lines of treating psychosis and severe mental illness. I am not surprised, he said. Physicians know the truth. Yeah, well, a bunch of physicians just say you don't know the truth. And, boy, it looks like getting down to just about out of time... But I do have one more great article from Fox.com What Alex Berenson's new book Gets Wrong About Marijuana Psychosis and Violence. The book, Tell Your Children, has received a lot of media attention, but it's essentially Reefer Madness 2.0. And I tell you what, I don't think I really have time because we're out of time. So anyway, this has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening, and good night to you all.